We don't have like no intros or anything. Like we don't start. Like, this Perfect. is probably how we started. That's tight. <laughs> Come on. This, we this don't feels have way more well, welcome. Yeah, it's, it's a very uh, non-produced. Come on, that's thing what that we here for, man. Yeah, man. You missed you missed real pre-pro. Yeah, did I? We were listening to the Lucky Day album, uh, and Lucky said, "I'm just here because I'm trying to get some closure," and that's how I knew Lucky was toxic. <laughs> it's kind of like saying, "Yo, come pick up your stuff," and all you got over her house is like a pair of shorts. Yeah, is a, is a toothbrush you're not gonna <laughs> like, use? Yeah, like come pick up my stuff, really? Because we're st- closure is the most. I want all right. It's probably the biggest excuse to continue to talk to somebody. Cause can you it's get closure from somebody? It's made up. Yeah, you can get closure from somebody, but I, I, are you willing to accept that closure? But how do you get closure from yeah, somebody else? Yeah. Only you can close it. <laughs> if you keep talking to them, you're not well, closing shit. Right. In that, in that, yes, in that, in that, in that sense, yes. But I think more so what it is is sometimes you feel like you just it's, you have questions that you just need answers to before you can be like, all right. If you're not fucking with a motherfucker no more, what you need? any answers for no because she could be cutting you off right like she could be done with the relationship and so uh, you want closure just... but you want to know why like damn like nah that shit if it's done it's done Ain't no, no that's how i feel because <laughs> I've, like, right. I've been down that path of like yo i need answers before i could close this shit then i got the answers and i felt like, shittier every, and i was like now been down that yeah, path and that's why yeah. we get to now shit not closed it's like, back it's open like... now i need more why you do that shit <laughs> <laughs> that's right, like, right. you know it's just we just play games man that's what it boils down to. Like we play games. That is some game shit. It's game. But it's games to yourself. But you be believing yeah. it, right? Because you really do believe that you want closure in that moment. But it's like you. You still want to talk to me? It's just a decision you make. Are you gonna fuck with this motherfucker? You're not gonna fuck with him. If you're not gonna fuck with him, it's like what we talking about. We yeah. really got nothing to say to each other. So that's what so that's what Lucky Day was on. You know, Lucky was giving some the real toxic vibes. Okay, I'm trying to get that closure. <laughs> I fuck with Lucky, man. Where are you at romantically? Uh, That's always a weird thing, by the way. Yeah, I mean, talking men, about that shit. Men ask other men, yo. So we're well, here's the like, thing. I, I what's your said, dating life like? I, I would have said, where, I said okay. where you at with women right now, but I don't know what everyone. I, I don't want to offend anyone. Mm-hmm. We have to be respectful. So where are you at romantically? <laughs> I am in a. Very long term relationship. Oh yeah, I know that laugh. I was in one too. <laughs> yeah, y'all got the same, the same nervous laugh. One if I just, you know, motherfuckers gonna be asking me about my girlfriend on camera and shit usually. So you know, I'm, cameras are not here. Don't, don't uh, worry about the cameras. They're not here. Cool. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. But um, crazy man, shout out to my fucking girlfriend. I know he said, why he asked that question? Right, people right. have asked me that when I was in a long term relationship. I was like, don't ask me about my girl. Especially, especially if y'all going through something at the moment. It's kind of like you really don't want to talk about your relationship shit. Or when you want to keep shit private. Like, that's part of my life. I just don't, that's want, to more so, I don't want to speak that's about so that at all. more so what it is. I yeah. feel like motherfuckers know right. enough about me. Like, I don't want people to get weird. Some, some things got to be just for you. Fan, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know. But even outside of romance, what do you draw the line on? Because you do get very deep in your life as far as music mm-hmm. where oh, yeah. do you draw the line on certain shit? <laughs> and I'm not even saying in the romantic part. Just period. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, this is something that I battle with every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like being a being an artist is like you put so much out, and then it's like you run into motherfuckers feeling like they know you in a way where it's like, but you actually don't know me. You heard me say some shit about my life, so mm-hmm. it's like it's cool that you related to that, but mm-hmm. we don't know each other, so it's, it's more you know to it than that. Yeah. yeah. So we we pod two times a week, three hours each episode type shit. 
talk about our entire lives. People come on the street and really think that they know everything <laughs> about. They be asking, saying my mother's first name, talking about shit. And I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah. relax. But I guess that's still our that's fault. Their, no? Yeah, that's their way of showing you that they're invested in. Like, yeah, and it's a, it's 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 like a blessing, right? But it's still like. You still want just to be, boundary because you want to be safe and you want to be, you know, you still need your privacy. You, know, you still right. need, which that's just for me to, to know, you right. know what I mean? So, but like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing because that means people are following you. They respect you. They identify right. with you. And they just like, sometimes you can meet, meet some that are like really cool and you can tell that they really genuinely are like concerned. Like, yo, you good, man? Right. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? That type of shit. It's like, yeah, everything cool. You know what I mean? Like, so it's appreciative, but sometimes it's a little invasive. At the same yeah, time. it get it get invasive, especially like a lot of my music. I'm talking about shit that is like that's where I'm talking about it at. I didn't say this in a song to have to talk about it right. with a stranger. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I vented, I got it got off it my there, chest, yeah. and now I'm 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 good. And it's like you know what I'm saying? Like with with just other motherfuckers will walk up to you talking about all types of shit that's like. Like you would never say that to somebody, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's like because they feel like they know you, it's like they feel comfortable saying shit. And they want to show you that they're like a real fan, right? I'm really connected right. to this shit. Yeah. And like, hey, no, I was really traumatic. I don't really want to talk about that. <laughs> that that part, that part, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that song was me trying to deal with it. Don't bring that shit back up. All right, all right. Uh, but with that said, can I tell you what I thought about the album? Hey man, that's what I'm here for, man. <laughs> Tell me, you know what I'm saying? Give me the in-person. Uh, the, the album's the, fire. The album's fucking crazy. <laughs> album, yeah, the album, the album is fucking crazy. The, the theme I, I interpreted, just my interpretation, not what you were trying to do. Because obviously once you put shit out, it's no longer yours. It's up to interpretation right, and it becomes right. somebody else's. Uh, you're nervous about this happiness, but you're happy about being happy. So you don't really care. It's an uneasy happiness. It's an untrustworthy happiness. I mean, that's something that's but, in there. But it's, but I'm happy to feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's what I took from that entire right. shit. And I, and I had seen that you would put, you know, stuff out prior to it of, previous album was definitely deep and dark and traumatic and shit. And you're like, Yo, I, people can be happy too. Like, why can't I, you expect me to just be depressed the rest of my fucking life? Like, I, <laughs> I want to make some happy shit as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but the happiness also felt new and uncertain. Not uncertain like it's not real, but I'm not used to this feeling. So let me ease into this to make sure this shit is real happiness. <laughs> it's strange, you know, like dealing with, dealing with some of the shit we've experienced is like, you know, when that Care For Me album was made, it was like we were grieving the whole time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like we literally writing records to understand some shit that's not really understandable. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So coming off of that, I think I wanted to just make sure that people under, understood that it's like, we do all of this shit. Like, yeah, we we grieve, but we also, motherfucker might go to the club the next day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's, how, it's, how you it's yeah. all of it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's all of it. Like, I don't think there's anybody on this planet that's just one thing, but I think artists are so, boxed and branded mm. to the point where it's like I gotta rap over pianos about sad shit for the rest of my career you know yeah. what I'm saying and I'm just like I'm not on that yeah. so I wanna get it out of the way early like let motherfuckers know like it's like I'm gonna do all types of weird shit experimental shit I'm gonna talk about whatever the fuck I wanna talk about and fuck with it if you fuck with it and if you don't it's not for you but mm. if you like the last album then listen to that you know what I'm saying you think that's why it took 
was about three years between four, right? Four left. It was four, but I think it's four <laughs> off of the technicality. You know what I'm saying? The pandemic, pandemic is like you all artists yeah, should yeah. get those two years back. Yeah, we really sure. should be saying. It's Listen, two I don't years. even count. <laughs> I don't count people's bodies that they fucked during the pandemic. Those don't count. It was pandemic bodies. So I get what you're got saying. Old pandemic children. <laughs> that's it, that's it. It's pandemic babies walking the fucking. But the body don't count. The baby count. Two. The baby <laughs> count. The body. <laughs> that's funny as fuck. But with that time, I guess yeah. Did you need in that grieving process to not? Or to write music, but not want to put out the same shit. Like, all right, I'm going to make part two of Care For Me because I'm still so close to that feeling that I was at that time. Did you need time to just live and chill? Uh, to me, it's like, even when we was making Care For Me, it was other records that we was making. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That didn't sound like that at all. But I think, you know, when I'm, when I'm working on albums and shit, it's like, I really want to be concise and like... I want it to feel really natural, like every progression, you know what I'm saying? That the 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 actual curation of the album is really important to me. So I spent a lot of time with that shit. So a lot of songs that I made around the Care For Me era that were like lighter or some shit like that. Like mm. if I had a dollar, for instance, that's the song off the new record that we started before the last album was even done. Okay. Um, but we just worked on the shit for years until, you know what I'm saying? We figured, hey, it's a pandemic. We got time to get the old shit to the new level now. Yeah. And, and you know what I'm saying? Just work on it like that. But I don't know. Just as it pertains to the the grieving and the relationship to music, it's like, it's there. It's prominent. But it's also so much other shit that we experience. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some fun in life. <laughs> yeah, but... Some fun. Very little. <laughs> depending on how depressed you are it depends on the life <laughs> exactly so, listen man depressed people be having some of the most quote unquote fun you mm-hmm. can ever have I was just talking with Damaris when we went out to the club the other night I viewed that as I'm looking at 200 of the most depressed people ever with the biggest smile on their face and they had more fun than anyone <laughs> in LA that You're night talking about the, in the club yeah I, I don't think it's that bad I don't, I don't think everybody's just walking around depressed I do think that we all have been depressed at some point, but now it's a lot of people don't even know how to identify because there's like functioning depression where you're in such a routine every day to do what you're doing and you don't even realize like, bro, I'm not even happy. You know what I mean? Like before you can sit down and really think like, it's like, I'm just going through this shit. And I find that with artists, a lot of the times when they are depressed, they make their greatest work. And it's fucked up to say that. Yeah, that's fucked up. I would you know what I mean? That. Like, but it's, <laughs> we have the the proof though. Look at a lot of artists when they were heartbroken, when they were you know grieving, when they were going through a lot of these things. It's like such beautiful art was created. So it's like, what emotion is that that we are able to tap into as humans when we're depressed, to where we can create such beautiful art that I, we're not necessarily able to tap into when we're happy. Happy. Am I happiest? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, in my happiest states, I'm not even making music. I don't even have to think about, you know what I'm saying? Like, the music, I mean, I've had like great sessions, happy sessions, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of times the music is, it it happens when you, you you know, you just got shit to say, you got Mm. shit on your mind and that don't always got to be something bad. You can have something great that happens on your mind, but it's like just having that, having that like, that meant like I feel like when I'm when I'm my happiest, it's clear up there. Okay. So I'm not necessarily trying to hit the studio when my brain is finally clear. I mean, that's I guess to his point of artists make the best music when they're fucking miserable. But <laughs> no, nah, because it's not in, interchangeable with having some shit on my mind and having some shit to say. 
is not the same as being miserable. Okay. Because I, I can that. have some good, great shit on my mind. I can have my family on my mind. Or I mm. can have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, it could be literally anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many great R&B, like, love songs and shit mm. where them motherfuckers is just in love mm. yeah. and in the studio. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's nothing sad about it. It's pure happiness, pure bliss. You know what I'm saying? Like, with your partner. You know what I'm saying? But... You know, it's just it's it's just different. They they knew how they felt about you know, or the songwriter knew whoever how they felt about whatever situation. We were talking about black and white and gray areas and everything. Why is there not more gray area music? I feel like there's either even with R and B, it's like I'm all the way in love, or it's a breakup record, or it's a he ain't shit record, or she's terrible. And then with rap too, I feel like it's I'm super depressed. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Or I'm celebrating. I'm rich. Everything's amazing. We came up. Everything. Where's the gray area music of just like yo? I'm doing alright. I feel I'm like not doing okay. I feel like <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good. It's not area. bad. I feel like it's hella gray area. You gotta you gotta look past the songs yeah. and look into the bars because mm. there's a lot of songs where it's like I'm getting this money. I'm uh, fucking whoever. We out. We popping. Mm. But also. We, you know what I'm saying? We, we had to do whatever the fuck, or we, my homie dodging whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's just mixed. Yeah, it's mixed. <clears throat> and I think it gets to a point where it's like a lot of rap is like it's such a like stream of what they say, stream of Consciousness. consciousness yeah. mm-hmm. Where it's like you know, you might be writing some shit, thinking about a fun night you had at the club or some shit like that, and you talking about that and how how it was, but mm-hmm. also uh, the homie getting out the joint or the homie in the in a situation or we had yeah. to do this to be where we at or some shit like that like i think of like future and shit like that and it's like that nigga saying a lot of real shit oh, while also saying a lot of you know i'm the advocate that future's <laughs> been screaming for help forever <laughs> like we just we just be dancing to most niggas, screaming for help most niggas are though at this point it's like i feel like most people you know what i'm saying a lot of the prominent artists who you know what I'm saying? What mm. listen to every day is like, it's all types of messaging in that shit. For sure. But these niggas is human. So, you know what I'm saying? It's not like having that, having that flash on don't necessarily change their relationship to humanity. Mm. And that's where chords fuck it up. Like, you could really want to be screaming for help, but if you put it on a chord that catches somebody, it, it, it gets it low. Feel good. Beautiful. It's like, yeah. it's like this beautiful. is a great, beautiful record. Like, no, <laughs> listen to this the person is not doing okay. <laughs> They're depressed. We should check on this person. Um, you brought up family and I know um your grandfather's is on the cover oh uh, yeah yeah where, where was that tie-in and, and idea I, I don't want to use the term concept album because I think that's weird and just okay. putting some shit in a box but where was that tied into what you were Can trying I ask, to do what box is a concept album um is that like the new like I don't know much about like what people's connotation of concept album is I feel like I guess the last example of it where people tried to do it was Good Kid Mad City. I think people tried to put that concept album label on it because each interlude kind of told the story throughout the entire album and each song was connected somehow to the interlude that was going on, which right. I guess would make it a concept album, but I'm not going to be the deciding factor on what it is. Yeah. But I just you- never heard, I, I asked because I never heard like, I know like, conscious rapper or some shit like that that's some shit that can have like negative connotation or some shit like where well it depends it depends the artist depends the artist but i never heard concept album be talked about that way so i just was asking do you think was that kind of in your head for that story to be told with the records 
from what you had with your family and yeah, I think being all involved my in the entire thing. concept album. So mm-hmm. been, you know, I had an idea. I had a concept. And I was good. Yeah, yeah. So it you know, yeah. It starts from a concept. Yeah. yeah. You had an idea and this is what you painted and it's how you drew it out. But it's not a concept album if like whoever's watching this has a negative, like, oh, it's a concept album. No, I, no I don't think there's a yeah. negative connotation <laughs> to it. I just, it was the good type of concept. I just feel like the, like the, <laughs> the, the nerdier side of <laughs> of Reddit will be like, oh, look at how this interlude went with this record. He told the story the whole way. It's actually probably more of a, a compliment than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that kind of boxes in the album where it's like, oh, you can't listen to just, if I want to go listen just to track seven, you can't do that. That's where the negative connotation, oh, you got to do track one to 13. You can't or skip nothing. You're going to lose the story. You're gonna, yeah, which is weird because that's where I was like, Good Kid, Mad City isn't a con, like I could just go listen to track four wait, wait, wait. and okay. it, it stands I, I, out I, by I feel, itself. I feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think someone could try to make the case on a blog that, oh, look at the concept. You can't listen to this album without you starting at one. And it's like, mm. <laughs> I don't think that's how music is made, but yeah, where, where was the tie-in with, with your family to those records? Did you have that concept in mind when creating each record that it would be tied to whatever story you were trying to tell with grandfather, your uncle, everyone that was involved? No, it, came, in it? It, came, it came along like after working on it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these songs had existed on, on different levels. Um, and it was working on working on the intro fucking around said some shit that I thought was hella profound and I was just like which part I said um, when granny fought for her property she would turn down any cost and then I said I'm the grandson of Carl and I didn't really know where I was even going with that but it ended up connecting like like it just gave so much context to everything else that I felt like I said on the album that I said that line and I immediately I wrote down like I was like See if Granddad will be the album cover. And he said no. He said no a few times to me. Uh, <laughs> Why do you think he said no, though? Uh, it's un- unwanted attention. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, and he not like no old grumpy, a grumpy old man. And like he like a super happy, like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. fun, like yeah. Granddad and, and shit. But I just don't think he wanted the the that eyes. Attention. You know what I'm saying? The eyes on. And I and I thought long and hard about that too before before putting that type of image out just because it's like you know it's it's so personal where it's it's so close and connected to our household Mm -hmm. um but to me it felt it felt important like that i look at that image and that feels like the album to me it's like a lot of the shit that i feel like i was going through when i was thinking about the lyrics to the album Mm -hmm. my granddad my I, i was raised by my grandparents um and it just felt like shit that they had to experience on a different level, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not like it's a new story that I'm telling on, on a few good things. It's something that I feel like, you know, there's a version that y'all have. There's a version that my granddad has. There's mm-hmm. a version that my uncle, you know what I'm saying? Everybody mm-hmm. who I feel like came before me has a version of that. Mm-hmm. Do they fully understand everything that's going on? Do you nah. think? <laughs> nah. <laughs> they came to some shows though. My grandparents are super supportive. They, look, they the type of uh, 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 people, they, we had a studio in their basement mm-hmm. from when I was damn near eight, eight, nine years old until as recent as I'm trying to think when I did my first album, 2016. I think I moved out 2017. But from when I was eight until 2017, we was just working in that basement and they was comfortable with like, you know what I'm saying? Like we, 
had niggas all throughout the <laughs> yeah. all throughout the crib just recording. I was engineering for people and producing for people. I was doing everything. Like we really turned that basement into like a like a studio for yeah. real, for real. And they was just And your grandparents weren't like into music or nothing like that? Not really. Not really. They was just happy because we wasn't on the street. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So anytime the homies would pull up and shit, like they they wanted that. They welcomed that mm-hmm. because it's like, okay. They knew y'all you know, was safe. Y'all yeah, the they knew we were safe. We in the house. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that was that was really the probably one of the biggest things that got us to, you know, this point was just that type of support system. You know what I'm saying? That's not something that I was I would ever take for granted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, they really did hold us down. So the album cover was really like you telling your grandfather, like, thank you. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, probably for him, he probably was like, you know, what you thanking me for? I did what I was supposed to do. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I created a safe space for my grandson to, you know, chase his dreams and create his art in a safe space. Like, so putting me on the album cover is like too much. It's like, I don't want, that's too heavy. It might be too heavy for grandpa. It's like, yo, I don't need all of that. Like, you my grandson. I love you. I was supposed right, to do what right, I did. I was but to do that, right. that's a very humbling thing for you to do. Like, being the cover of an album is like, that's nothing to, you know, frown at. That's like a big deal. Yeah, no, nah, that shit is that shit is fire to me. And it's it's just so like important. Like the 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 image is him in front of his mom's house on the west side of Chicago. Right. And, you know, it's a it's abandoned now or whatever. But I just wanted I just really wanted to capture that. Cause it's like, you know, when I think of uh being out here and being disconnected from my family at home, mm-hmm. um, and just how many years and like just, you know, shit is so different. It's like I look at that image and it's like you immediately are brought back to like this sense of like just memory and nostalgia and everything. And that's like what I feel like when I listen to the album, that's something that's like all throughout there. You know? mm-hmm. Do you need moving out to L.A. and did you kind of need to be back in Chicago to make that? For context, I've <laughs> I've made all of my albums, I think, outside of Chicago because mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> it's easier to talk about Chicago when you're not in it. Cause it's like, can I understand? Yeah, I become, no, but I can get that. I become more observant <clears throat> because it's like you're able to see the you difference. Step back from it a little bit. You're able to see the difference. Like one of the things, like I remember when I was working on, uh, I was working on Care for Me, and one of the one of the observations that I mean, I always heard about it. It was just how the West Side of Chicago ain't really got no grass, and mm. I mean, we got grass. You know what I'm saying? We got grass, but I I, I wrote the that <laughs> the grass was splotchy. And that was exactly just, what you're talking about. I've seen splotchy grass. And that was something that I feel like because I wrote that and I was in Oakland looking at all these like different types of uh, lines, I was immediately reminded like, oh, it. this shit looked different than yeah. the crib. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you, you notice things that you might not notice when you, mm-hmm. it's just every day for you. Because you're, you're in there, it. Right. And you can't realize you miss shit or have certain observations until you're not in that exact environment. Kind of right. like a relationship. Right. You don't know your love until you leave your girl and cheat on her. Right? And you're like, damn. <laughs> this nigga's wild. No, but if you think about it, like, <laughs> like you, you go out on the street, you're like, this is why I need to stay in my relationship, because it's exactly. crazy out here. Exactly. That's, side chicks don't get enough credit, but we'll talk about that another time. I need yeah, to go back to my spotty right, grass right. over here. So I'm see, yeah, 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 we can talk about that. Let me look right at camera. <laughs> it's him, it's not you, I understand. Yeah, yeah, no. Miss Saba, it's more. Oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. Um, oh, then I, because I was about to get into to more depressed shit, but this just made it more funnier. 
Okay. I don't want to get into that. Because I did want to talk about when you brought up your grandparents. It's whatever y'all want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? No, this is just going to go. There's going to be no structure to this. This won't be a concept album. We're just going to go all over the motherfucking thing. One of my favorite bars was on the outro, actually the last verse. And we were talking about your grandfather in that regard. All the money is a myth. It's a sunken abyss, but necessary for the family to have somewhere to live. So you stuck making decisions more than some wouldn't get. The baggage that come with the bag, hope you're not fumbling it. That was one of the illest bars I've heard this year. I appreciate it. That's hard. That is hard. Explain it, because I get it. I just want you to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a rap genius, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's feeling like it. But that, but nah, well, that one set. And by the way, he tried to trick us. Remember in the old albums, like when the, the last record would stop and it'd be quiet for a little while? I thought it was And old. then you just left your CD player on? Yeah. And then Hove would come with a whole nother album? A whole new, whole new, <laughs> whole three songs at the end of that. Yeah. I had that shit playing when it dropped. I thought him and Black Thought was done. I was like, that was fucking incredible. Then all of a sudden he started killing shit again. I'm like, damn. The bag does come with baggage. Right. <laughs> you felt right. that one? Of course. No, I felt that. But that's kind of the, yeah. the crazy shit of like ambition and, and trying to get things that we don't know anything about. That's the weird concept in my head that we try to chase things we know nothing about yet. Mm. Right. Right. And then you get to it and you don't realize what the fuck comes with it. The story of <laughs> this album. Every artist that I know. <laughs> I think it's, I think, and I don't even think it's, it's particular to ours. I think it's a, a people thing. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. It's just, you know, as an artist, you know, mm. I can speak to that. I, For sure. I don't really know people, but I know artists. <laughs> but to me, when I when I think of when I think of that that line, it's like it's so much shit. It's like it's like the conflict. The conflict of of all of the artists, or like you say, all of the people. It's like you gotta do what's best for you and it's like subjective what's gonna be best for you yeah all of your decisions in your career and shit it's like you can have somebody telling you it's like you got to do this in order to succeed mm. but it's a million examples of somebody doing the opposite and being successful mm -hmm. and, and, and vice versa so you really got to just make your own decisions but it's like once you once you make those choices each choice that you make past that it feels like it's so much heavier yeah Cause now it's like, I've been on a roll. I can't fuck up this next choice mm -hmm. for all of these people that are holding me up in this high regard and all of this family that's dependent on me and all of these people that I'm helping. It's like every you, choice be feeling like it's going to be the end of it all. And it's also not your choice anymore. It becomes the choice and result of, of everyone yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. But that, why do we put that pressure though? It's that, made up. It's made up. So much shit is just. Is it made up though? Because that's that's real tangible shit when you when other people are depending on you in that regard. I think the pressure is what's made up. I think. Okay. Or not not the pressure, but the the kind of idea that if you make one wrong choice, everything is gonna crumble. Mm -hmm, I think that's the part that's yeah, made up. Life like, isn't really Jenga in that regard. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> and it's like especially like I don't know. It's just be feeling like. Like this shit, this like music and chasing this dream and shit, it'd be feeling so fickle where it's like at any point somebody can pull the, you know yeah. what I'm saying, pull the ground right from below you and then it's like, I, I, and you leave with nothing. So that to me is like what I think about when I think of just this whole album and the type of pressure that I felt like I was experiencing and what I wanted to talk about, I just wanted to be transparent with everything that I was thinking at the time because I'm like, nigga, I got it. So many people 
counting on this shit. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's cool every step of the way. I feel like I got a strong support system, but it's like... Taking um, on their burdens. Right, right, sure. right. And that's something that I feel like all throughout this album, I was just dealing <laughs> with. Like I got therapy and everything. Like I'm just like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta figure this shit out. Oh, you had to like you had to really take therapy for it. Yeah, I got in therapy. I mean, I wanted to do I wanted to do therapy. I was at home, pandemic. I was like, it was something that I had been hearing great things about for years and years and years. You finally did it. I did it, and it was fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What's What's the biggest thing you took out of it? Out of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, what was the my second question is, what's the number one thing you learned that you felt like this is the biggest waste of money ever? All right. <laughs> Damn. They're so different. Like, I, no, I know. Yeah. Those questions I'm in therapy. are so different. I feel both of those things in therapy often. Um, say the second part again. What's the first, first, what's what's the biggest thing you took from therapy? It doesn't even need to be regards to the album, just your life. Okay. And then what's the number one thing while using therapy? You go, yo, this is the biggest waste of money I've ever done. Um, I don't know. We be talking about some shit, bro. Like, <laughs> we really be talking about some shit. I would say what I learned is like, I just become more confident in my, in my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like a lot of times it's like, it's real easy as an artist because it's like, you got... At any given moment, you got probably like 16 people telling you what you should do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that could be, have never done it. That uh, right, right, right. But that could be the internet. Mm. That could be team. That could be your family. That could be like you know what I'm saying. Like at, just at any given moment, a lot of different places. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and for me, uh, to me, one of the, one of the, the most important things that therapy did for me is it, it just made that shit clear. Cause it's like, I feel like naturally I'm just the type of nigga that's like, if, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to let nobody down. I feel like I'm, I'm naturally the type of nigga that I want to make people happy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that was the, that was step number one. It's like, all of that shit is irrelevant. If I'm, if I'm not happy, if I'm making decisions that's detrimental to my own will. Right. Yeah. And shit. Mm -hmm. So for me, number one was like, I got to stop. The Putting people that pleasing pressure, shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'm just, yeah. If I go out there and fall on my ass, I'm, I'm comfortable now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cause fuck, I'm gonna fall on my ass is me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's one of the things that I got from therapy. Um, I ain't really run into. I got great therapists, bro. I ain't really run into feeling like it was a, a waste of money just yet. Like I feel good when I leave therapy. I had, I mean, I've had moments like where I talk to them like, is a black woman? For sure, it's a black woman. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I've had moments where I felt like I'm saying the same shit over yeah. and over again, mm -hmm. but that's more to me rather than the actual job that they're doing. Like I just be kind of having the same shit to say. Like <laughs> anytime I start rambling, and I love therapy, love it, huge. Ass <laughs> anytime I get in my bag for real and get in some real dark shit. And she says, well, Roy, this is something you got to figure out for yourself. I go, oh, yeah, well, what the fuck am I paying you for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, ain't, I ain't running into You're that supposed to give yet. me the answer. Right. <laughs> but if, when you brought up do what's best for you and you're trying to figure that part out, my biggest fear in that, which I've talked about in therapy, is I'm not going to know if it's best for me until I see it through. And that's my biggest fear. 
of how long it's going to take to see it through. Right, right, and then right. I'm going to get to the end of it and realize this was not for me. And I just put this much time, energy, uh, my entire mental existence into something that I'm now going to resent <laughs> eventually. And that shit going to happen. That just come with the game. <laughs> that come with, that yeah. come with life. It's just moments that you got to just eat. Like, damn, I wasted three months. Like, damn, I, mm-hmm. you know, this hour. Like, mm. You know what I'm saying? That's. That's the type of shit where it's like, I don't know. It's it's hard to to put much more into that because that's yeah. not something you got control over the outcome. Mm-hmm. That's true. I do have control of how I'm going to feel over that shit, though. Right, 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 right. And I know how I get. So that's why I be nervous. <laughs> you wish you, do you wish you found your therapist earlier in your life or you feel like nah, it was like the right time? It was the right time. It was the right time because I had the time for it. Like, I didn't get into therapy until we was all at home in quarantine and shit. Right. Where I was just, you know, like, oh, I'm sitting here. I might as well yeah. try to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but before that, it wouldn't have worked for me because it was just too fast. You know what I'm saying? We moving. You know what I'm saying? You feel like that's something that a lot of black men, specifically in Chicago, should, should do? I think black people universally should go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Should go to therapy, even just for a minute to see what it's about, see what the hype is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think therapy is one of those things where as much as I want to recommend it to people, it's really like, I don't really know how to find a good therapist. Mm-hmm. I think I got lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I think your relationship with therapy is going to depend on who is doing your therapy. <clears throat> and also what you want to do with it. It's, therapy is kind of the reflection of literally everything that you do. What you put in is what the result is really going to be. Yeah, like you could sit there and talk to the greatest therapist of all time. And if you don't really want to put the work in or really get to it, mm-hmm. it's going to be like anything else. You could be with the greatest producer of all time. I could walk in with Dr. Dre, but if I don't want to put the work in, I'm not really going to get shit right, out of right, it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's very similar. It's very similar. So it's kind, of, it's kind of the same. It sounds like the same as with your life partner. Uh, I suppose. Right. Like, I mean, it got to be somebody that you're willing to open up to, talk to, communicate, be honest. And you know, be willing to learn from. Like, cause I I've, I've talked to Rory all the time about it. Like, I'm I'm actively trying to find a therapist. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like that's something that I wanted to do for a long time. Right, right, right. Cause I dealt with some things, you know, just in in life, and I'm like, I know that that affected the way years later I felt about this or how I approached certain situations. Now, then going through things business wise that we went through and and emotions and things that was going through my head, and I was trying to identify like. How, what, Cause the brain is so unique and it's right. like one thing will spark so many other things and you don't even understand it sometimes. You're like, what the fuck? Like, that's, <laughs> that's not even me. Like I don't even normally feel or think like that. Right. So with therapy, I think that that's something that will help you identify faster. Like this is why, I mean, you never really dealt with that or you never really spoke about that or got rid of that energy and things like that. And I feel like coming from a city like Chicago, a lot of, you know, the inner city, kids, they experience so much trauma and shit early. They don't even understand it though as adults that it's because of something they witnessed when they were seven, eight, nine years old. Now that they're grown men, 28, 29, 30 years old, it still affects them. And they're walking around with this energy and it's just like, they don't even understand it. Whereas, you know, find a good therapist and you're able to release that and then find your creative bag and be a better person and, you know, build bond, stronger bonds with your family and heal from certain things that the family had to deal with and things like that. It's just something that I think is dope when I see young black men saying openly, like, yeah, nah, therapy, like, 
I'm definitely, I'm definitely with it. There's so much music coming out of every single city. I feel like you get one version of that city right now from the major markets. I feel like Chicago, you could get so many different perspectives of that city with the biggest artists. Of course, every city will say, we have a bunch of artists, you just don't know about them. The bigger ones are given the perspective of the city, but there's also people talking about this side of the city. It's not, we're not all this, we're not all that. Chicago with everything from drill to chance to you, to like, it's the most complete city when it comes to a human perspective, music-wise. And do you think that has to do with, because all of y'all are still cool, too. There's no split. <laughs> I appreciate it. In other cities where it's like, if you're on this side of just talking about street shit, if you're this side just talking about regular day life shit, there is no connection between anyone. Right. Like, Chance and Vic fuck with Turbo, Dirk, everybody. You had Herbo on the album. Like, Chicago, to me, represents exactly what a full city should sound like. We're all different perspectives, but we all coexist because we're all from the same area. I feel like Atlanta now, New York now, just, I'm talking major artists. I know they're gonna kill me on the internet. Like, oh, you don't know about this person from Atlanta that raps this way? It's like, I'm only talking about what is in the high Spotify A-list shit, unfortunately. Right, right, right. Chicago, I I don't think it's the credit, and they have been doing it for a while. Cause I even think with Kanye giving more of the backpack type of shit down to Chief Keef coming after that, it stayed that way. Y'all are consistent in having every perspective where I feel like cities don't do that shit no more. Like right now in, in New York, the drill shit is killing, which I love. Uh-huh. But that's not all New York City. But that's uh-huh. all that's coming out of there at all. Like you're not going to get another perspective of Brooklyn pushing. right now. Yeah, that's all they pushing. In Atlanta, I, I don't, I think you're only getting, because, and I love QC, but you're gonna get the QC perspective of what Atlanta is right now. Of course you get the Earth Gangs and, and everybody, but that doesn't get pushed the same way. I think Chicago does the best balance, period. I, I appreciate that as a Chicago artist. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, I think niggas is just, It's like I said in the last question, it's like an unspoken language where it's like, I think the only difference between most Chicago artists is their perspective. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we talking about the shit we see happening around us. We talk about the shit we see being done and shit in the, in the hood or whatever. And other motherfuckers talking about the shit they doing in the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's just the perspective that is the line of what's, what's different about it. So I feel like a lot of times we're able to understand each other on that on that front, but it's really that that perspective. But I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of a lot of places to me, like I can I can look and I could I could I could see that it's really just about like it's like niggas just want one one thing from from a place or from a from a sound. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's not exclusive where it's like you one thing, and I think that's something that for so long is like. I don't feel like people understand. It's like people come out like, I got to be this. I got to be this. Yeah. I got to do. I, I can only work with this type of artist. And it's like, we just pushing shit. Like, it's like, I, I want Like as an artist, my, my thing has always been like, I want to work with people I'm a fan of. Like, mm. I know niggas don't think I just sit and listen to fucking 
me all day. Like I, I you know, I listen to Keith. I listen to Earl. I listen to all type yeah. of. I listen to all type of shit. So it's like that's who I would want to work with. And I think in in terms of putting shit out, it just feels more complete because it's like now you got two unique perspectives. Yeah. On on one track, you know. I feel like a lot of the times too, it, with being from certain cities, like if you're from Chicago, obviously the drill music is what people out that have never been to Chicago would identify it from Chicago as the drill shit. But I think a lot of the times, cause even like, you know, Jay's famous line, I wanted to, truth be told, I wanted to rhyme like common sense. I sold five mil, I ain't been rhyming like common sense. It's like, I feel like even a lot of the drill artists, a lot of them do when they're first introduced to the art of hip hop, they are more yeah. conscience, more lyrical, more, you know what I'm saying? but. You know, your environment starts to develop a sound and a language. Because them niggas got to deal with niggas in the hood being like, we ain't listening to that shit. Right, right. Man, and I think a lot of the times yeah. artists suppress their real, like, sound. Like, I, I really don't want to make this type of shit. Yeah. But, but it's like, that's I what it is right now. To that's, the, shit, you know? that's the sound of the city right yeah, now. You know what right. I'm saying? But I really want to get on this type of shit. And I think somewhere in that is how we end up with a lot of artists quote unquote being mad at the industry when they blow as this type of artist, like it take off uh, and then they stuck with that. And it's like, yo, but I really don't even want to do that's this. That's why shit. I wanted to get it out the way from, from the gate. Right. You know what I'm saying? With this album, I'm like, let me put, like my first single was a song called Fearmonger, And it's like the most left shit mm -hmm. from the last album. Mm -hmm. But I just like, my thing is like, I want to keep creating as much space as I can to just do whatever the fuck I want to do. Right. And I want my fan base to understand that and to respect that and to enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If they don't, it is what it is. Right. But I think, you know what I'm saying? Had I, had I come out and the first thing sounded like the last thing, mm -hmm. then I'm immediately that for the rest of right. my career. Right. But it's like, I'm, you know, at every, every step of the way that I could, you know what I'm saying? Go left when motherfucker think I'm going right. I'm gonna go left. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm like go north. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's just doing what what I want to do and shit that I think is cool. Mm -hmm. you Did know? you feel pressure to do 2012 then, off Prom King of just all right? We kind of need Saba's one of the best at doing the storyteller shit. No, the storyteller shit is to me that's like one of the most prominent things in any in anything that I do. You know what I'm saying? Where that feels like me. That don't necessarily feel like care for me. Like, yeah. I feel like the shit that I had before that, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Because that's how I, that's how I enjoy to write. That's like the easiest and most natural way for me to write is just to, you know, beginning, middle, end, you mm. know, a plot, a piece the shit together. Yeah. And uh, doing 2012, 2012 was one of probably the, the first records where it was like, once we made that, it was like, this is definitely going on the album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't, I didn't feel like pressure to make that record. That was a record that. That's probably one of the easier I, records to well, make, let me, you know? Let me re-ask re the question. Yeah. Pressure not to do it. Pressure not to do it? Because you could get put in that box of, nah. we have to do storyteller shit. Nah, because to me it was like, it was an indie rock. Like, it's like a new vibe. Like, I haven't it done is, but I it haven't is, It done is that. very much the you storyteller prom the, king. The storyteller shit, I do. Yeah. But it's like, it's still, it's still pushing something for it where it's like this is a new bag that I haven't mm. you know what I'm saying I haven't showcased that I also can make this type of song you know what I'm saying despite it still like maybe the feeling of it is similar mm -hmm. but it's still like now nah, we went into this to intentionally 
you know, go from this level to this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Still pushing some type yeah. of boundary creatively. You know? Was uh, your girl mad that you rapped about how much you liked the girl in 2012? <laughs> nah, my girl is... I'm fucking with you. Nah, she, <laughs> <laughs> she, mad. she is the girl. Like, Oh, it's her. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's my My bad. <laughs> oh damn you really in a long-term relationship come on man tell us you're you want to talk about it Let's she sounded amazing in the song come on man yeah how old are you i'm 27 okay that's crazy i'm 27 you know before the pandemic i wasn't 27 that's wild I, no, I know what he's saying. I turned nah, I'm not letting Sal get that off him. No, I know what he's saying. No, 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 hold on. He said before the pandemic, I wasn't 20. None of us were like before two years. Like we all growing older. Yeah, but it's just crazy to grow older in your crib. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I turned 30. Nigga, you, grow, you grew two years yeah. with no new experiences. Like, what the fuck? I no, love my new experience. No, it was yeah, definitely, yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was yeah, definitely right, a new right, experience right, for all of us. Because yeah, I was wiping cereal boxes, my nigga. I ain't never wiped down a cereal box a day in my life. It's over, it's over. Wiping down everything. Think about that. Well, look, what, what, what were we doing at that moment? I was like, changing. I would leave in a pair of clothes and come mm. in like let me get the door, at the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't... crazy fucking time. But yeah, we survived that. that shit though. We survived that shit. I mean, pending. Nigga. <laughs> like, we in this loading, mode. right? <laughs> right, right. We'll see. Fam, I went yeah. in that shit in my twenties and came out in my thirties. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what that feels like? That's yeah. crazy. I was yeah. twenty nine and then I walked outside at thirty one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's different. I didn't even get to close my twenties. You didn't get that closure. Never get it. Still searching for it. I got to hit up every chick I knew when I was 29. Yo, listen, that, that pandemic. closure, that's different. Yo, you vaccinated? Come on, let me yeah. talk to you. <laughs> Another thing, Saba, um, how important is it for you to, because uh, you talk about, you know, the freedom to be who you are as an artist. Mm -hmm. So, with your independent, you're an independent artist with your, with your own label, brand, pivot gang. Um, how was how important is it for you to maintain that moving forward? Like no matter what, that shit not important. Please give me money to fucking buy us out. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> like nah, I'm not jacking that. No <laughs> way. His entire complex like essay was a lie. No, no way. Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm not no, jacking I think that. for me, my article was written, and in that in that article, I am constantly pushing. It's different for everybody. Mm. It's different mm. for everybody. Um, so I'm not I'm not the artist that's you know everybody leave your label. Like, mm. Some niggas need the label. I, that's a completely some niggas that's need, a need them. You that's know what I'm saying? So for me, it was more circumstantial. You know, where it's like <laughs> it was kind of awkward to be honest. At a point, I really wanted to be signed. I wanted to be signed more than anything, so I could be a real fucking. Artist. That's what I right. thought it was going. That's what yeah, I thought was going to do it. Thought that nobody wants to fucking sign me. Okay. So then we build something, mm -hmm. and all right, we do want to sign you. Mm -hmm. Well, this doesn't work for me because I already built something. Right. So right. How, you know, right. how we figure? I think you know the, the the business is is it's a constantly changing thing, and I'm trying to I'm trying to learn it. You know what I'm saying? I never try to position myself as an expert on independence versus major label and nothing like that. Like I'm not that guy. I wrote that article to be transparent about what my situation was or is rather, you know what I'm saying? But to me it's like, 
you got to just keep doing what makes sense. And I'm not never trying to be the guy that's like, you'll never see me on a major because it's not going to yeah, ever yeah, fucking yeah, make yeah. no sense. Yeah. Right, nigga, if they, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if, if they can right come deal. with what, yeah, if they yeah. can come with what I am asking for, because yeah, yeah. in that article, I also listed what I asked for. Yeah. And I, you know what I'm saying? I, like I said, it was circumstantial. I didn't get that. So I'm independent still. Mm-hmm. But had they given them, me that, I would, few good things would be on a, Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It would be a major label release. Well, mm-hmm. the more you get educated on shit, because when I saw all these big artists selling their catalogs that are also preaching independence to whatever company that is that's buying up everybody's catalog for 150 million and all that shit, mm-hmm. I was like, why would they sell their catalog and all that shit? 150 million, man. And, <laughs> the fuck that now. No. <laughs> Send that and, in. And, no, and, I had, in. and I had, but then I was thinking, I was like, that catalog is worth more than 150 million. Yeah. And then I had somebody who's way smarter than me put me on game in that regard that still preaches independence that mm-hmm. was like, all right, right now we have DSPs dictating what music is valued at. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what music's gonna be valued at in the next 50 years. Mm-hmm. So instead of passing down my catalog to my kids, grandkids, great grandkids, mm-hmm. let, let me, me go get, get this now. liquid 150 million now, because mm-hmm. music could be worth zero by the time it and gets that's to fucked them. up. The idea that it's almost worth up. zero that is now as up. far yeah, as that's fucked up. The DSP shit go. Yeah. I think that's I get what you're saying. I think that's impossible for music to be worth zero, but I do see I, I understand that yeah, it, it does lose value. I don't think it'll mm-hmm. ever, you know. But you can't sell it unless you own it. So that's where ownership is important. Yeah. But I do see in any other business, sell while it's at the top. Like yeah, we don't know just, where this shit is going. And so much of that shit is contingent on like it's 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 just a whole deeper thing when you start getting into even just the power of the dollar, right? Like <laughs> deeper conversation or, or, or the value of, of the dollar. Right, right, right. Like 150 million today is not what it was in 1980. Right. I can't even fill your gas tank right now. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not. <laughs> so it's, so you got to think about that, too. In 20 years, what is $150 million worth? I would hope a lot. I, I would hope a lot. I would hope a lot. I'd be but, so disappointed if 20 years from now, $150 million wasn't a, like, it just But just think, like, okay, think about it. Not like to this. say it's not possible. No, I know what you mean, but, but you got to just look at, look at even over history, right? But athletes. At the time when Magic Johnson signed his deal, it was the biggest deal in. Did you start the Magic Johnson shit? I didn't start it yet. Winning I'm, I'm, or I'm Showtime? One episode in. On HBO Max, I didn't start it yet, but I got I got to start it. But his deal, twenty five years, twenty five million dollars. That was the that was the biggest and deal. And that in, seemed like a finesse. It was the like, biggest deal. That in seemed crazy. Like at the a million a year for twenty five years. About, think about getting a player like Magic Johnson today for right, right, right. a million dollars. For a million dollars, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So Not a lot bad. of these artists that have these catalogs, like I don't know what we're gonna be able to get for all these hits yeah. in twenty years. Nah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Like shit changed so much. Even from just before the pandemic, shit has changed so much. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah. like shit just feels different every it's like constantly it's constantly changing. So that's why it becomes more important to me. Like as somebody who does, you know, uh everything independent, you know what I'm saying? I got a small team and and every as somebody who has control over what I'm putting out and what I'm doing, it's like I just wanna do it to the best of my fucking <laughs> to the best of my fucking ability because it's like mm-hmm. it's, who knows right. you know what I'm saying who the fuck knows where this shit is going or how the fuck it's going to pan out I'm just trying to get as much of this shit out as I can and, and hopefully do something fucking great man 
Who's, who's yeah. one artist that you, you, you see and you look at and you like, I got to get in a room with him? Pause. No. Come on, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. Pause. Um, one artist I see. When you like, yo, this dude is, he's, he's fucking amazing. Kendrick. Okay. Kendrick. That's like the, you know, I remember being in high school and just being such a big fan. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's somebody. A lot of those people are starting to, you know, get, get, get scratched off that list. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that crazy bone feature, that was something that I've been dreaming about since I was eight years old. Right. You know what I'm saying? So to, to, to make something like that happen, I'm like, oh, we might as well, you know. Kendrick ain't that far away. Right, right. Yeah. For real. I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, somebody I, I, I grew up. I got I was producing before I was rapping. And he was always somebody who was like really inspiring to me. Just, you know, his his overall sound. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I like working with people who have a, a sound. Mm-hmm. You know, because that, that's when it gets interesting. Because I, I, I like to think of myself as somebody who supplies sound. Mm-hmm. You know? He was sound, for sure. Um, and... With that, like it's like that's when the the magic of the collab can happen. Mm. When it's like, how do we merge those? Merge the yeah. you know, merge the worlds. You know, mm. it's it's funny. You twenty seven. Damn, Bone Thugs wouldn't be the first. I would think when I hear your music, I get it. But <laughs> Bone Thugs is someone that's twenty seven because I'm thirty one, mm. and even I'm as someone who loved Bone Thugs growing up. Even right. I'm kind of young to love Bone Thugs the way I did. How, yeah. did, how did you get into Bone Thugs music. to begin with? You can love music. You no, know, for yeah. sure, but just sometimes, you know, you, you focused on what your friends is listening right, to, right, what's, right, what's right. currently going on. Like, well, that's part of it. I never gave a fuck about what yeah. my friends are listening to. <laughs> I always wanted to listen to, like, that. they were my reference point to what I'm not listening to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wanted to do everything different from what everybody around me was doing. Mm-hmm. And... Bone Thugs, it was it was just it was just kind of like real organic. My brother, I got an older brother. Mm-hmm. And he had one of the, you know everybody was burning CDs and shit. He had a yeah. burn CD and it had a bunch of shit on there. But Notorious Thugs was one of the songs. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I remember it like it was fucking yesterday. We was playing NBA Live 2003. Nigga Jason Kidd was on the cover. Mm-hmm. I, I had it. Yeah, and Notorious Thugs came on and I had to pause him. What's this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's this? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Big What's rapping this? like them. Because I ain't never heard niggas rap like this. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. It's melody. It's fast. Mm-hmm. It's slow. They starting to stop it. They doing all type of shit that mm-hmm. I hadn't heard right. people do. Right. And to me, it was just interesting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the moment where I was like, oh, I'm a rapper. Has anyone tried <laughs> to take your Chicago card by saying do or die did that first? Nah, <laughs> fuck nah. You can't take my I'm Chicago fuck with you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> and I love Do or Die. I love yeah, Crucial yeah. Conflict. No, I love sure, Twister. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like Wild Style from Crucial Conflict. Yeah. That's, that's my homie. Like, that nigga be pulling up on us in the studio when we in Chicago and shit. Like, it's like, it's all love. Twister, mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> I don't know when it's coming out, so I don't know if you can use this, but I just got some shit back today with me and Twister on it. And this, mm. this nigga is fucking amazing. He's, he's mm-hmm. Twister. He's fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But to me, one, you know what I'm saying? You got to understand. I was eight. Right. I didn't know what the fuck yeah. niggas was beefing yeah. about. I didn't yeah. know it was yeah. beef. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. So I had already, it was too late. Mm-hmm. I was already in love with the shit. I didn't yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you hadn't heard sex appeal yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Damn. That's funny. But uh, crazy specifically, you wanted on that? 
or just somebody? Yeah. Playing? Okay. Yeah, I want it cra- crazy. Um, to me, is one of the most slept on of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what you mean. Nigga can't that, yeah. do that. Yeah. Like that shit. You know, he can he can rap. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> he can rap his for fucking sure. ass Absolutely. off. Absolutely. And you know, to me, it was just always you know he's such a such a big influence on just a lot of my decision making when it comes to making a song. Um, but I I got a lot of big influences. You know what I'm saying? Like I studied them all throughout my childhood, and then when yeah. I got to high school, you know, I wanted to study shit from y'all neck of the woods. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I was listening to Big L. I was listening to fucking mm. Cameron, one of my favorite rappers, damn there ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a lot of a lot of people that <laughs> I can hear Cam and your shit on the low. Wouldn't That's necessarily associate to to think that I listen to like. I don't know, but I just be liking, like, I love music. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I fucking love this shit. Like, I, I love rap, bro. Right. <laughs> but I can actually, now that he says that, I could really see Bone Thugs and Cameron being his influence from his music. Bone Thugs, like, that makes sense to me Cameron, if you listen to his album. Lupe, fucking. Uh, where, where you put Bone Thugs with the sound now? Because I don't think they get their proper credit when it comes to this melodic era that we in right now. They uh, don't. Bone Thugs, like, you could really put them directly to a lot of the shit yeah. that is going on right now. Yeah, I think. Especially with melodic gun bars. <laughs> melodic gun bars, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, I don't know. I really, I really, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say. I hear it, you know, I hear it, but I don't know what the fuck the niggas who was making that was listening to. You of know course, what I'm saying? Like, I know what I was listening to, but, yeah. you know, a lot of times it's like, you know, they, they slept on people. People sleep on them, but I'm, I, you know, at every step of the 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 way to give niggas flowers where they do. You know what I'm saying? I'm nigga busy, crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like mm, listen, niggas, which flesh, lazy, like them was my niggas growing up. You know what mm, I'm busy. Like, I, I feel like Busy could come out if he was 21, come out right now solo and be the biggest artist ever with the music that's going on right now. Busy could be busy exactly bro. who Busy is right yeah, at yeah, that yeah. time and come out that way. No, for sure, for sure. Um, the Black Thought. Uh, feature. How did that come about? Did a record. Uh, mm. Me, Smino, No Name. Love, love, Smino, Love, No Name. Ghetto Sage. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a record, and uh, in the course, me said, "I get the bands like the Roots," and hit the the whole chorus. He had a Black Thought bar. He had a Quest Love bar. Like he was just like, mm-hmm. you know, the the, the wordplay was the Roots, mm-hmm. right? And uh, we ended up. It was some Grammy party right before the pandemic, but we performed that song with the Roots. Mm. Oh, they did! A, I was they did a whole jam session that Grammy weekend, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those shows um, were incredible. Yeah, incredible, incredible. But at one of them, we performed the song. It's called Hagen Dazs, and uh, me and Black Dog just stayed in touch, stayed connected. He, you know, he was. It was just crazy. Like when the when the OGs are like showed that much love, it's like. You know, I be taking niggas up on their offers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it's stay in touch, like hit me, stay I'm gonna hit you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you. And right. I remember, like, you know, I, I I hit him. I chopped it up with him over the phone because I wanted I wanted to like run the concept by him before just sending the record. And uh, we chopped it up for a good minute. And uh, I don't know. He just put a perfect verse on that bitch. Like it's like literally like. Well, he's one of the aliens. Yeah, yeah, no, easily he's, one of the he's aliens. A, he's sure. a goat. Yeah. Easily for real. Yeah. And yeah. It, he definitely dug into his 
grandparents' background and right, 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 like, right. Yeah, he, nah, he so he, you know, he 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 said a, a lot of shit. Where it's like it, he summarized the album perfectly to me. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons that I wanted to come back with the shit at the end was because I didn't want somebody else to end my album. You know, so what I'm I was just about no, to that. Having yeah. someone featured on your outro is not typically, especially in the rap world, like that doesn't usually happen. Right. You gotta do the intro and the outro is just. <laughs> oh, if it's gonna be right. somebody, let it be Black Relative Dog. or Black Thought. But he had the rapper ego. He was Black like, nah, Thought. you're not about to end my album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rapper evil, ego is. Uh, it's real. It's real. It's absolutely real. It's though. real. How do you it's think you channel your rap ego? Because you could really rap, and I feel like. I feel like you know you could really rap. You gotta like, I, I, first of all, I love doing shit like this. Like, we never met. This is our first time meeting right, right, right before right. we get on camera. So I'm learning you, but you seem like you got a real humble spirit, but you got that yeah, shit like, I'm better I'm than like, the best. Right. I know that that exists. I don't just say that because I'm a rap nerd at the end of the day. When on, I say I'm, you could really rap, I mean that you could really rap. That's where I think. I don't really buy the humble shit. I think there's a, a rap, part of you that I'm wants someone to nerd. say a word. I'm a rap. You want somebody to say a word. I want to be the fucking best at it. I think you I'm want. A rap you want to, you know what I'm saying? How many like, bars I'm, you got in the tuck for these niggas out here? That's that's <laughs> what I was trying to get at. Because <laughs> I know, I I know they're written down. This is what you gonna say? Say it. Let me do what you <laughs> got. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Right. It kind of it is. It is what it is with me. If I got the verse, I got the verse, and if I ain't got it, I ain't got it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. Catch me on my good day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. all throughout the pandemic, what mm. kept me going and what kept me hungry, what kept me continuing to work on this shit, was just really the homies. Like we mm. had, we started these Zoom calls that we was doing like every few days. Where it would just be, it would be me. Uh, and just all of the home, like all of the niggas in Pivot, some niggas in Chicago, like Fem Dot, like all of the, all of them mm-hmm. in Chicago, and we would have our producers on there, mm-hmm. and we would make. Uh, the goal was to write a verse in sixteen minutes, write sixteen in sixteen minutes, and the goal for the producers was to write or uh, make a beat from scratch in sixteen minutes, mm-hmm. and then we would do rounds. We would like we we gamified bars, mm. and that shit. It was like such a good like training ground where it was like it felt like I was practicing for something where it was like when it came time to lock in and go to work on my album, it was like I had been doing this every day. So it was like and I was doing it quickly. Yeah. So it was like pinning the pinning the shit became easier. But to me it's like, you know, we've been I say I was eight when I fell in love and with with, with this the, the rap shit and I was nine when I started recording mm. uh, <laughs> so it was like you know my whole life it's been it's been mm-hmm. bars mm-hmm. And, and studying and, and just trying to get better you know what I'm saying every step of the way that's where I feel like you need to do like an LA leakers or something just to like <laughs> just to like remind <laughs> you people talk your it, shit. get your shit off rap shit. Yeah. because I know yeah. I know you approached this album from a I'm making music standpoint and I'm trying to Which get, I respect. And that's what I approach no, I know, every yeah, album. And I get I love that. that. You know what I'm saying? And even right. when you rap it, I'm like, all right, I know he's going more so off the melody and what's going on with the back. I need you to just tear somebody up. Because <laughs> I know you could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get that that's, Quiet Storm beat and go to the Quiet Storm beat. Yeah, that's why, yeah. Get the Quiet Storm beat, go to LA Leakers, man. I, I, I'll, do, I'll do something. I'll do something. Because to me, it's like, as much as I... As much as I love it, mm-hmm. it's like I still want to make music. 
know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I fell in love with rap at the same time I fell in love with playing the piano and all type of other shit. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's, it's, I don't really separate the two in my head. I'm trying to make a, a, a beautiful fucking song and a beautiful body of work. And it's going to have bars and that's going to be in there. But, you know, I do, I do recognize. So you should go on LA Lee because you should go in there with a keyboard, play the quiet storm. Nah, 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 nah. We <laughs> just going, we just, <laughs> just going to go in there and do what, yeah. go and do what we got to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You think that, um, that'll be, cause I know you EP'd or, or produced the no name project. Is that a focus you kind of want to get into? What, like doing more just, production? Just fully production. Let me get behind another artist and EP or produce. Yeah. Somebody else's project. That's something that I, I feel like I I'ma definitely do it. Mm-hmm. I'ma definitely do it. I'm working on some things right now. Um but it's really it's really it comes down to scheduling. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's how much can you even do? Right. I'm I'm going on tour next month. So it's like Congrats. Thank you, thank you. It's a hey, first in shit years now. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll <laughs> see how this shit goes. <laughs> see if I remember how to do this shit. But to me, that's just something that is like, I want to lock in on that and treat that shit like it's my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, if if I'm going to be, you know, EPing some shit, um, I want to really give it give it my all and, and, and it to be my main focus. So definitely want to get to that point of my career. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to start with just trying to get little shit off here and there. You know what I'm saying? Well, who's your, uh, out of the whole Chicago, who's like, the one artist you feel is the most underrated? The most underrated artist in Chicago. Whoa. Huh. Kanye would say Kanye. I think it's Lupe Fiasco. Mm. I think it's Lupe. I think Lupe, like, I mean, this nigga got classics. Mm-hmm. I think he has classic albums. Mm-hmm. I think Lupe's actually- Making a face. Let's talk about it. What I think, no, 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 no. That's just a What's statement. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. I think Lupe's actually underrated as a hit maker and actual, someone that was on the charts and makes actual real records. Mm-hmm. That's right, because everyone gives Lupe his flowers. We all know Lupe could bar everybody to death. Nobody wants a problem with Lupe. Not enough. I, I want more people to know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want more okay. people to same know. For you, the same, I feel the same way about you. In, in, in my world, Lupe, everyone knows what time it is with Lupe. Yeah. I don't think in my world people realize Lupe was making hit records for a very long time. Like, he doesn't get his flowers in the balanced artist that he is. Right, right, right. He was making hits yeah, and has I two think... classic albums. So yes, he is underrated in that regard. Right, but I feel right. like when it comes to the rap and shit, if you don't give Lupe his flowers, then it's pointless to even give flowers. <laughs> Lupe's underrated in making hits to me. Yeah, he is. One one of my favorite artists, rappers out of Chicago is Bibby. Bibby, oh, fire. Yeah, like I'm a huge, like I fuck with Bibby. Right. Like he was one of the first ones when I was, you know, the, the drill shit and all of that was kind of like, I was like, <laughs> dude right there is different. I fuck with Bibby. I <laughs> I had a show when it was South by years and years and years ago. And I always respect Bibby because this nigga walked in, got on the microphone. He was booked for this shit. Mm-hmm. He was like, it ain't no hoes. <laughs> like, it ain't no, he was like, it ain't no, there's no women in the crowd. I put hoes on my rider. I'm not performing. He did, I think he did one song, uh-huh. but I was just like, I respect that. Yeah, you got I to. 
100% got it. Right. music that. not like, him with the women, what's the point? Man, yeah, yeah, man had his bottom it. line. It was like, hey. Yeah, I'm not yeah. moving. I'm not budging. Nah, I'm and, then, like and then he was like, but I do got a show around the corner on six. Y'all can come pull up. <laughs> I know that promoter was sitting <laughs> in the back like, yo, what the fuck? So, yeah, I fuck, I fuck with Bibby. I, I don't know him personally, but I, 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 you know, after seeing something like I'm just like, I always fuck with this nigga. Like, yeah, I fuck, I fuck with Bibby. And then the whole, obviously the whole Rest in Peace Juice world right, and absolutely. all that. You can see where he was as far as, yeah, you know, man. CEO. You know right, what I mean? Like he right. just had, it was just, but I always, watching his videos, listening to his songs, his demeanor, it was always something about him. Like, I like this dude. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? I fuck with Bibby. It's a lot of... I don't know. I feel like what would be an easier thing to answer than to name a specific artist would to just be, make a, a a blanket statement that Chicago just in general might be slept on. Mm. Um, Cause niggas be saying some shit. Niggas yeah. be saying some shit. Yeah. And you know, in Chicago. I mean, I, I think right now, if you were to look at who are the most influential people to the current music scene, I'm talking about rap, R&B, music, period, would be Wayne and Chief Keef. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And Kanye. And Kanye. So the the and three I gotta, out of those are both I gotta, from Chicago. I got two more that I would add to that list of most influential. Who would be the other two? Gucci, Lil B the bass guy. Um, I Lil B does not get his flowers as far as how artists are putting shit out on the internet and how that whole structure goes. Yes, Lil B one thousand percent is that. Even outside, sure. even outside of the internet, but just what the shit sounds like. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like niggas is just, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no, I was in high school listening to that nigga like shit every that. day, and you know, mm-hmm. niggas just start like the bass freestyle. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what the current scape of rap yeah. kind of has become. Mm-hmm. Even the wonton soup shit is kind of similar to yeah. what shit is going on now. And right, Gucci, right. I mean, to me, Gucci's the greatest A&R in rap history. <laughs> right, right, but, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, to me. But yeah. I do think the actual sound of everything derives from Ye, Chief Keef, and Wayne right now. Yeah, I, would, I mean, I would agree. And I think even like... Even like the, the backpack shit that my fucking 31 year old ass love that I claim New York as the people that created it. Mm-hmm. That sped up sample shit is fucking Chicago shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's no ID shit at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like so much of the shit that we are like, oh, this is golden age hip hop shit. Mm-hmm. Come, Chicago took a lot of what New York created from that quote unquote golden age and made that shit palatable to the world. Well, Chicago is also a major music city. Oh, Chicago House been, is my shit. Yeah, like, it's always been a you know one of the, the bigger musical cities in the country, just like New York, just like you know L.A. the South. Right. Chicago always got has something to say. Right. You know what I mean? And they always had some really really dope musicians to come out of Chicago as well. How did you feel watching that that Kanye doc? I don't want to talk about Kanye West. I want to talk about that Kanye doc. Like how yeah. you felt about because there was so much <laughs> about that was his connection with Chicago and. It His was, love and struggle with Chicago. To me, it was it was really like watching that first episode was really refreshing, and I felt really like I don't know. It was so warm, and it was just like damn. Like it made me feel like I wasn't crazy. It felt like I was watching something that I was never supposed to see. Right. I felt like I was watching something that I'm like the whole time I kept pausing it and just saying to the home. I'm like, 
how does this exist? Mm -hmm. Like this nigga's recording fucking all type of shit. Where I'm like, how? Me and Rory talked about the fact that we were able to actually see the day he knocked on the door at Rockefeller. Right. To go in there and play his music was like. That shit is crazy. The fact that we 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 are able to see that that moment. That shit is crazy. And where that door led to his career is like you know. And that humanity of who's now one of the biggest fuck artists, biggest people on planet Earth. On the planet, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, watching him play those records and get ignored and, like, him timidly walk over to the wall and, like, knock on it. You know that feeling, like, when you're just trying to, when you feel fucking deflated and you're mm-hmm. just sitting over there, like, let me just... To figure out something to do with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, no, when he was sitting there just knocking on, she's like, ah, all right, all right, cool. Like, like those human moments, like the fact that that's captured on camera with him is incredible. So I know what you're saying. I'm like, we're not supposed to be seeing this. <laughs> right. That's, right. That's what that shit right. was to me. When you're in that office and like no one's listening to you and you're just sitting here like fidgeting, like, Start picking up the staple. Like you just do, yeah, you just doing shit. <laughs> doing you, shit, yeah. Because you feel like, all right, I'm, let me get the they're fuck out really of here. Fuck with me. Yeah, they're not fucking with me. But to be fair, and all, put it in context, he was doing that a lot. And the staff was probably like, dog, no. we, we, yes, we know you dope. <laughs> but Jay got an album that's cool. We got to get push it. Like it's coming out. So I understand it. But just that that documentary, though, was special because, like, there's certain moments, like you said, we were never supposed to see that. Right. Like, right. how the fuck are we able to see? And we can keep watching it <laughs> yeah. over and over. And then, yeah. it, 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 as an artist, you are able to tap into those moments that you deal with shit like that. Like, okay, so, yeah, this is part of the journey. Right. I got to right. go through this. I'm going to be ignored. I'm not going to get the response that I'm looking for all the time or expecting. But that doesn't mean that we lose sight of the co- of the plan and we don't you know, believe in ourselves any less. It seems like he ain't never really take it personal or something like and and maybe it's just it, it it's perspective i try to take things like that into consideration where it's like watching that documentary i'm getting uh wasn't that cootie i'm getting cootie perspective of the situation so i'm trying to you know take that into consideration but i was like damn like he just kept coming back like he wasn't like they not fucking with me man like yeah. they're not doing it like he, side of the, of the just, you know what i'm saying and that that to me was probably one of the most inspiring parts because it like I know what that shit feel like to you know what I'm saying to walk into the spot and be like, I'm dope, I'm dope. I you know like why won't anybody believe me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and to go back home after that, it's hard to not just be like, man, they tripping. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They like they they they. Mm-hmm. When it's like he never really anything like do that. He just went back. Highest high, lowest low in creating this album. Highest high, I'd probably say, I don't know, is finishing is finishing it a cop out? Like, is that like no, too easy? Mm. Finishing this shit, which it was literally like a down to the wire shit. I had finished the album months and months and months ago. I understand. But then some shit ends up happening and I got to change some shit. Yeah, I know. Mm. I know I'll go. Finishing that the second time. We didn't finish this album like three or four times. Mm-hmm. The final one where I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That was like the, the most relieving feeling like that I damn near ever felt. felt. accomplished. Yeah. yeah. The lowest low is easy. You seem like an artist that would never say that's it. That's I feel it. like someone have to take that album from you. Like, nah. no, it's going out now. 
Nah. This is I'm, done. I know you don't think it's done. Give it to me. We're putting it out. I'm not that guy. Really? I'm, okay. I get I get tough. I get precious with the music. Yeah. I want to keep it until it's on. But I want the shit to come out because mm-hmm. our livelihood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like I sure. can't I can't eat without this right. shit out. Like right. please take this shit out. <laughs> I just want it to come out and look and feel a certain yeah. way and yeah. be at a certain quality. But I don't think I'm at the level. Not to say you know I don't know. I don't want to ever hit the level where it's like we gotta dip it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't want to hit that level. Um. Just because I feel like when you when you're at that level, it's like that's usually all mental. That's usually not the actual quality of the music. Too. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Okay. And and for me, it's like I I love every song on this album. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when the songs are done, it's like I, I want to put them out. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just took a long time for the shit to get done. Which is <laughs> it shows in the work. <laughs> right, right. But so, I mean, again, it is a, a you know me and Rory because Rory had. Rory texted me when the album came out, like I think the, the second day it was out. And he was like, yo, you listened to the Saba album yet? And I was like, nah, I didn't get to it yet. And he was like, all right, let me know when you listen to it. Mm. And then so I was like, all right, I know what that means. But then that night I went and listened to it. Then I think the next day we had to record. And I was like, yo, this nigga album is hard. <laughs> and Rory was like, yo, he got some shit on there. I was like, yo, now this album it, is hard. And, and it, it, to me, it came out, like when it came out, Cause I don't, I don't even think that I was expecting to hear that type of shit at that moment. Cause you know, so much you kind of get caught up in a certain sound, right? Like everybody releasing albums every week, and it's kind of like the same redundant shit. So, but when when your album dropped, it was like, oh, okay, it's still young dudes out here like creating that type of art though, and not afraid to put it out in the market space when all this other shit is going on. Like you said, everybody was going right, you go left. That says a lot about the artist. Like, I know I have a space, I know I have a lane, I'm here to, I'm here to fill that. This is who I am. This is my art. Fuck with it, fuck with it. If not, it's cool. My else with it. It's a hard fucking album. More, more, more power to you. I appreciate it though, man. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the challenging part as an artist, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that you're not doing the normal, like, what everybody is doing, mm-hmm. you know, that it's like playing a long game and mm-hmm. being comfortable with that. You know right. what I'm saying? A lot of people not comfortable with themselves enough to 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 pursue that. And I mean, even with me, I have my moments of like being unsure about certain decisions course, and certain yeah. shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I, I, I just feel like really one, really confident in, in what I do and what I provide, where I'm like I got here off music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like I came here with my manager. Mm-hmm. I got another manager out there with y'all. But it's not like we we had no crazy like mm-hmm. it's like this the story is like every step of the way is like, oh, this is dope. Mm-hmm. And I like early on in my career, I'm like, oh, if I do good work, work that I believe in, it'll find its crowd. Right. It's not a machine telling the crowd, this is dope, you need to listen to it. Not me. yet, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe one day it will be. <laughs> Which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> what you signing? Jimmy Iovine yesterday? Just to- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm just... Hey, uh, like I, I said... Bro, I'm just like, I'm not trying to be... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... Like, I'm just trying to do what's best for me. As you fucking should. At the end of the fucking day, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want people to feel so attached to 
my own decisions that's for my life mm-hmm. where they feel like they should have any input on the decision at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, you know, I'm leaving it open. All my relationships is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I fuck with who fuck with me. Right. People fuck with me right now. So I'm like, hey, let's, you know, keep it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll be independent forever, though. You know, who knows? Nothing wrong with that. If you had, yeah. uh, to all the young creatives in Chicago and the young black men that, you know, you know, the things we go through growing up in the hood, something that you would tell them when they have those moments of like doubt and second guessing and not not wanting to be different and you know wanting to follow the in crowd what's something you would tell them like on from your experiences like nah fam this is what you want to do to me the most important thing that i ever did was decide that like i'm me and that's cool mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I feel like if you're looking for what's in, what's hot, how motherfuckers is dressing, what motherfuckers sound like, what motherfuckers, what other people is doing, it's like you'll always be chasing something that you'll never be able to, you know, provide mm-hmm. yourself. You know what I'm saying? You'll mm-hmm. always just be chasing shit. And my my thing is like, I don't want to spend my life chasing. Mm. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's certain shit we gonna have to chase. You know what I'm saying? We human. You know what I'm saying? Niggas need niggas need money to survive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Certain shit where it's like, all right, that's how it is. But to me, it's like, we just got to encourage mother. Like, you remember, <laughs> I don't know, this might sound awkward, like, because I was, I was, I was born in the 90s. But you remember in the 90s when it was like <laughs> frowned upon to sound like another nigga? Of course. <laughs> like, Absolutely. You actually me, got clown for that. Yeah. To me, I'm just like, what yeah. the yeah. fuck are we doing? Yeah. 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 The fuck are we doing? Why are we, you know, it's like, I don't know. To me, it's like that identity shit is the, the most important shit right now. I'm like, just be you, man. Like, I don't, mm. it's way easier to, to, to be yourself. You feel way more comfortable, like, in three years if you know, like, I look back at my other two albums, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm happy with the motherfuckers. Like, I think they, you know, I think all of this shit is is great, but regardless of what your opinion of it is, it's me. Mm. At the time. You know what I'm saying? It's me Even at the time. This is 2015 it, me, 2017 me, and currently we yeah. own whatever the fuck. But to me, I just think that authenticity is something that is so, it's, it's that's the gray area. Where the fuck is that? Like, mm. I think that's what I would encourage everybody to do is just like, do what the fuck you want to do. Like, be you. Yeah. And if that changes in a year, so be it. Mm. If that changes in three, you know what I'm saying? Like, just be you. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers going to keep growing, keep or evolving, keep doing shit. Be be comfortable in being unsure if this is you. Be comfortable in being unsure because motherfuckers really don't you know never who know they are at all. until at you do time, some shit. You know what I'm saying? Be comfortable in just being unsure. Right. This is how I feel right. at the moment. Because nobody knows what the fuck they do. I mean, some niggas know what they're doing. But nobody really know what they're doing. Right. Like, because you can know how you're doing and, and be confident, but you can't control how people are going to react to that. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where I'm like, bro, nobody yeah, know what the fuck they're doing, man. The only time anyone brags about being sure about their decisions is when they worked out. Right. When they got it when right. You, when it's nostalgic, like, nah, right. I did that. Yeah. Right. You was unsure that whole time. If that yeah. didn't work the whole out, time. you wouldn't have this confidence in bragging yeah. about it. No, the whole time. And I think that's important to remember when creating is to just always go back to those moments. Like, I'm not sure, 
I feel good about it. I, I, this is me and myself. This is my, so I can I can rest my rest my hat on that. This right. is me. Right. But it's fucked up when you're not you and you put some shit out and niggas hate it. You like yo, but I didn't even want to do that. Right. 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 <laughs> like, I didn't even want. That's really what it is. What it'll do is it'll give it'll give you the the like like to me it's like I put out something as me. Mm-hmm. When a motherfucker love it, it's like tight. A motherfucker don't like it. I'm like, oh well, it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, but it's not like the. I can't believe that they don't. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, we yeah. probably meet in real life and not like each other or some mm-hmm. shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. some people, like I, I can't please you. every fucking body out right. there. And that's something that I feel like as an artist is like I'm learning to accept that. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? I always been one of them. I want to put something for everybody on this shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like yeah, some people not gonna that, like it. That's cool. The shit know? that's appealing to everybody is never really that good. Yeah, a few exceptions. It's a, I was about to say, it's a few exceptions to that. But yeah, for the most part, absolutely. I agree right, with that. Right, right. I agree with that. That shit doesn't really move, move shit, but... <laughs> to be honest with you. It's only what, one person? Michael Jackson's the only person on earth that we can all agree the music is great. Uh, Who else? Is he? Uh... I, I, I think Bob like, Marley. I think Bob Marley is one of them. Bob seems That's accepted. That's because white people Stevie, do the sandals resort. Stevie and wanted- <laughs> seems accepted. Stevie Wonder. I feel like I haven't run into a person who doesn't like Stevie. I haven't run into a person. BT who doesn't like him. They still haven't given him a lifetime achievement award. Damn, really? Hey, you this nigga been on. I'm gonna talk about that. I've made it my my duty to talk about that until <laughs> they gonna give him one. When when, when this you, shit got one before him? <laughs> when you when they see new shit. edition got a lifetime achievement award before Stevie Wonder, That's bro. Crazy. Stevie Shout Wonder had Luther Vandross singing background vocals. <laughs> you know okay. how sick that is. But it's he coming. But he it's didn't coming. make. It's can coming. you stand the ring? You know I'm saying he got No, he made ribbon in the sky. Yeah, yeah. a little yeah. better. A little, never little better. heard it. Never. <laughs> you know he stay on his grind. You know he keep it up. He... Stay on his grind. <laughs> Tell us he wanted to stay on his grind. He had, he had 14 albums out before he was 21. Get one. Yo, stay on your grind. You get you. Yeah. You you'll get there. You will get there. Stick to the vision. <laughs> Oh, come on. See? Man. Somebody see, gotta take it. See how the white boy, the white boy can go there. We can't do that. Yeah, that's, see, that's why I love he can do that. He can see. I didn't even think to go there. I didn't even, you know, that wasn't even a thought that crossed Stevie, my mind. Stevie you know? can see. Oh my God. Listen. Anyways, we'll edit that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate to do the in closing shit, because I don't know how to do that. Um, nah, we ain't gotta close it, man. Just listen, I appreciate you giving us the time. Absolutely, man. Thanks I, um, for having me, man. Been following you for a minute, and it's it's, it's good to meet somebody that I'm a fan of the work, but it's like, I like you, though. You're, you're a good dude. You're a good dude. I appreciate I, I it. I, I, appreciate I was walking into it. I was like, I asked Rory. I was like, yo, why Saba, Why he agree to this? Like, what are we about to do? He was like, yo, I don't know, man. We're going to kick it. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I, I didn't hear the music. I was curious, too, because you don't really talk. I that, and that was no, another thing. I, like I was like, yo, but he don't even he, really make music. You don't talk. Yes, but it's so. But it was. It's, it's dope to meet like this. Stuff. I'm trying to talk more. I'm trying to get in the habit. of, You know what I'm saying? Because motherfuckers listen to the music and they have an idea of me, and then I feel like. And they meet you and be like, yeah. wait, who the fuck is this nigga? Yeah. <laughs> like, who the fuck is why this you guy? not this serious enjoying person? <laughs> who the fuck is this nigga enjoying him? So, you know what I'm right. saying? I'm just like, so I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to get in the habit of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just speaking freely. Like you know what I'm saying? Like this is. Yeah. You know, you should though. You, you, got a, you got that personality. You I got that personality. Uh, we'll, we'll diss a rapper real quick so we get a headline and then we good. No, don't diss a rapper. I will, I will say joke. this though. Oh, I didn't hear what he said. That's he, said a, this, he said diss a rapper. Diss a rapper? No, you ain't got to do that. Yeah. Um, but yo, thank you for kicking it with us. Thank you for Absolutely, a few good man. things, man. That's a, um, one of my favorite projects for sure. 
to come out in the last few years, man. You really Damn, want years. Thing. That's tight. That's crazy. No, no, I, yeah, I, thank you, bro. Easily. Thank you. Easily. Like, fuck with <laughs> they're saying out there. <laughs> Trust me. They I don't even know. They're going to double saying. back. To be honest, I don't know what they're saying. And that's saying. good. That's yeah, good. Thank that's God. Good. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got to just, I, I learned, I got to just exist in my own bubble. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I, I'm going to do it. Listen, man, you, you, you're doing it right. Keep doing what you're doing, man. It's a, it's a pleasure to sit and kick it with you, man. We're definitely going to link up again somewhere down the road. Absolutely, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely, man. No, 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 no,